LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the One Ministry Question Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Atkins, and today, which Dan or Daniel will it be? Well, today I am here with Dan Eiton. Hey, happy to be here. And everybody always wonders, I'm sure at this point, they're like, Daniel, Dan, M, man, the DIs. A lot of, lot of DIs. I didn't think about it. I didn't know the set. Uh, and honestly, what's really interesting is that might be uh, your disc uh, profile. <laughs> I think you're both probably DIs as well as MI. Uh, on the disc, that would be a combination of a lion and an otter. Uh, people who are uh, aggressive and task oriented, but also aggressive and people oriented, which is an interesting combo. All right. We are not talking about personalities today, though, are we? What are we, we are talking not. About We're going to talk about um, the, the age old question. Do I hire somebody from inside the church or outside the church? Ah, so personality does come into play. <laughs> All right. So uh, to hire with from within uh, or not. Okay. So I um, was at a collection of mega church pastors probably three years ago. I was doing pipeline for them. Um, and you know, all these guys, uh, their churches are at least 5,000 people or bigger. And so they, um, you know, they, they feel like they've got it together and it's really going to be hard to have any kind of a hook with these guys or to kind of break through. But here's what I did. Um, I started off the conversation. Uh, I knew I couldn't say, Hey, let's turn to Ephesians four and talk about, you know, our one job as church leaders is to equip the saints. Cause that wouldn't work. They could preach it way better than I could. So instead I asked them, tell me about your favorite, uh, staff person, you know, favorite leader. Tell me about your, your favorite guy. Who's your best guy. And so I would let them gush over uh, to each other, you know, five, eight minutes in um, th their different tables are laughing and, you know, whatever, they're having a good time. Then I completely interrupt the conversation by just saying very loudly in the room, did you build them or buy them? Mm, that's good. Oh, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> and that was the way that, you know, I got their attention to talk about leadership pipeline, because in pretty much every instance, um, the, the reality is a lot of those guys bought their leader rather than built them, uh, their favorite guy, you know, kind of on their staff. Now, these were big churches, and I know listeners of this are probably not <laughs> those churches, um, but the, the, the key to understand is when you're hiring someone new, uh, if you're, you have the luxury of doing that, do you do it internally or externally? I would, I'm very much of the opinion. It is always, except for one instance, it's always better to hire from within, except for one, one scenario. And that is where you want to change something specific in your culture. So, um, otherwise you want to bring people from within anybody who comes to your church from another church or your organization from another organization is going to have some baggage, uh, and that could be good or bad. And, and, you know, usually when we think of baggage, it's, uh, it's bad, but I'm saying they are carrying with them in the bag, 
um, not only personal vision and values, they're also carrying the organizational vision and values from somewhere else to your church. Yep. And so it's important that that be a really, really good match if those people are external. If they're internal, I don't have to worry about that as much. So uh, what's your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think it is so much easier. And I've, I've learned this lesson um, over the years of, of when you are able to have somebody that's within your church that knows your culture, knows the people, knows how things are done, um, comes on board. Um, that is just a home run. Obviously, I think we all know that internally. Um, I think though we struggle at times when we do have that open position of, of a key role and, you know, just wonder, am I going to get the right person, the right personality, um, to fit in our team, to complement our team well. Um, and it can be a struggle, especially, you know, I think for me, um, you know, there were different times in Restoration City where we were trying to hire a worship leader. And there are some just core competency things that, you know, either people in the church have it or they don't. And we were a smaller church and didn't have uh, somebody internal that actually even could be a candidate. Um, and so it would force us to go outside. But, you know, that was hard. We wanted to be that church that we rose up the right people internally to do that. And so, um, you know, this is where it does get tricky of, you know, can you find somebody internally or if not, all right, we are going to have to go outside. Well, so, okay. There's a couple of things at play here. I would say, I mean, you know, some of this is size of church. So people, there are people that might be listening in smaller churches. They're like, well, man, what does that mean for me? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I have an option. Uh, and a lot of times I would say we have this dream because we're comparing ourselves to another church down the road we think we have to have a full-time staff person versus having a part-time staff person. There were plenty of uh, full-time positions that probably could have been handled in a part-time role. So even for you, when you're adding your first role, think about adding, uh, adding a part-time position first, or even a short-term position. Like you may only need this, this role for this time of year, something like that. I know it sounds like I'm deviating from what we're actually talking about, but I'm not um, because I want everybody to understand this is a topic that that is really applicable to everyone. So when you're looking at internal, again, internal versus external, and you're, you're looking at um, bringing somebody from the outside or from the inside, I would say the inside is still better if you're like, I don't have anybody. Well, do you? Because there are plenty of things that can be taught a lot easier from a skills standpoint that can be taught a lot easier than attitude, um, work ethic, or work ethic, and uh, culture. So primarily, the person already has the culture. If they have a great attitude and a great work ethic, and they have some some core competencies that make them a good leader, then I would say we can overcome the role-based competencies uh, fairly quickly. Now, some roles are quicker than others. Some roles, it may take them a year to ramp up um, and, and some a, a lot quicker. But, you know, guys, 
I think far too many times we end up hiring a guy from, you know, the other side of the country and we pay all this money to bring him out. Uh, and we don't really know if he's just great at interviewing. Uh, there's a lot that we don't know about this person. Whereas a person that is nearby or goes to our church, we know already know a lot about this person. We already know if it's going to be a fit personality wise, culture wise. Um, again, if they've got a good reputation uh, with, you know, the, the people around your church, like all the, like all these things are already vetted. There's, there's so many landmines that you're avoiding by doing this. It's worth the effort to bring that person up and train them up in the way that, that they should go and be uh, than it is bringing in the outsider. Now the outsider I would say is if you have like small group culture um, in your church is, you know, is one way and you want to completely change the small group culture in your church. Maybe it's, Hey, we're going from, you know, Sunday school to, to small groups and um, we're going all in, or we're going for a hybrid model and I need somebody that, that can do that. Well, that may be something that is a big enough culture shift hmm. that you bring in somebody, you know, from, from the outside. No, that's, that's really good and helpful to think about it from those contexts. Um, Todd, what would you say um, in terms of, you know, when you do hire, when you're trying to hire within um, and you post something onto your website and you get that candidate from inside, that's not the right fit. Um, how, do you, how do you best handle that situation? Well, well first of all, I think there's a, a handy dandy framework. I wrote a uh, ebook called Creating Succession at Every Level. Because often we think of succession in the church, we think of the top levels. We think of the pastor or, you know, maybe a children's pastor or, or, or somebody that is, you know, high up there. Uh, but the reality is, this goes down to the volunteer level. You really need to be thinking about succession. And when it comes to succession, um, there are some things to consider. If you know the person, here is a very quick uh, assessment that you can do in your head. Otherwise, you're just going to think of emotionally, did this person you know, do something awesome or mess up in the last six months to a year? That's how you're going to view that person, yep. uh, which is not accurate. This will help you. Think about your vision. Think about your values and, and church strategy. Um, think about uh, crisis and people and decide. This is called the, the four judgments. How did they handle, what was their judgment like when it came to those things? So, you know, vision and values. Did they make good decisions that were in alignment with your vision or values or not? Um, strategy, your stated strategy, if you have one, if you don't, then don't judge them on this because you weren't clear enough. <laughs> But it, 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 did they make good judgments? Did they make good decisions when it came to uh, your church strategy? Did it align with it? People, do they, first of all, work well with people? Second of all, did they place people in positions that they shouldn't have if they're you know, higher level leadership? Did they recruit people they shouldn't have, have uh, done that? Like, what is their judgment or decisions on people? Do they make good decisions when it comes to people? And last, it would be crisis. Within every church, um, you know, probably sometime in the last year or so, uh, every ministry has had some form of crisis uh, or another. 
And so how did they react, respond, make decisions during a state of crisis? Um, when, you know, all those things line up, then you probably got a reasonably good candidate, especially if um, they're about 70 to 80% there ready on the roll, then I would say, man, go for it. When you have people apply that don't uh, fit the bill, this is really important. If you already have a job description and role or role description in place for that role, whether this be a volunteer position or a paid position, um, then you've got a clear reason why this person doesn't fit. If they don't meet some of the role requirements, either core competency-wise or role-based competency-wise. On top of that, um, if it's one of these categories, if it's vision and values, if it's strategy, if it's people, if it's crisis, it gives you a good opportunity and clarity on the type of conversation that you can have that might be a growth conversation for that person. And who knows, it may be a pivotal moment in their life. So that's what I would say. We can link those uh, that in the show notes uh, as well. Both that ebook and that particular exercise, I think, would be um, would be a good thing for you to take a look at if if you are interested. Yeah, that's great. And I, and I agree, Todd. I mean, I think um, kind of what you were saying at the end there of sometimes we do have to push into those uncomfortable conversations. If you have somebody that applies, that's maybe not the right fit. Um, if you already have a growth track or a plan, um, you can kind of clearly articulate to them, you know, where, what they need to do to keep growing to maybe be considered for that role in the future. Um, but I think sometimes we shy away. And, and I think you even said earlier, it's the emotional part of that conversation. Uh, we're kind of unwilling to have or don't want to have because we don't have the hard data. So um, I think sometimes having some of those plans and being able to tell them what a clear next step for them to continue to grow and develop is, is pretty huge. Right. I mean, that causes a lot of short-term discomfort, but long-term it can have uh, dramatic implications, the internal versus external. A lot of times it seems easier. Oh, I'm just going to hire externally uh, and it's going to solve my problems. Man, that is a, a short-term uh, feel-good solution that has long-term consequences. So yep. think about that. All right. Well, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening once again. Uh, please do check out the show notes for additional resources. Also, that's a great place if you want to leave us a question that you want us to tackle. We'd be more than happy to do so. Um, so do that, please. And don't forget, if you haven't already, tell a friend and hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Thanks for listening.